Yeah, Hello? you do that. Hey, why did you have to interrupt me like that? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the last episode. I'm your host, Jasper. With me, I have my two favorite friends. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Charles. Hi, Trevor. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing oh, pretty I'm all doing right. Doing all right. What? I, before we get into it, I want to ask, what have you guys been getting into? What sort of media have you been consuming? Uh, I'm playing some Victoria 2 right now. But you also played uh, something else that I wanted you to gush about. Uh, Disco Elysium? Yes. Uh, Tell me Disco all about Disco Elysium. Um... Disco Elysium is a Western CRPG about being a cop in a fictional alternate history city, and it's fucking bonkers and insane and really good. Um, I legitimately don't want to spoil that much about it, so I just just fucking play it. It's really good. Um, it's very well written, very funny and sad, and fucking just crazy. It's good, good game, good. Game good. Game not good, bad. really. Yep. I've heard that it is a solid contender for game of the year. I would definitely yeah. say that. Yeah. This oh, I would definitely say that. So, I mean, I wouldn't actually. Oh, yeah, I'm... it looks like it's got a lot of awards. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is very well written. And it came, which is a hard contender because uh, Mr. Kojima's baby game came out the exact same time isn't that not like super well liked by the public is it i think a lot of people liked it and then there was kind of um like a back like a contrarian backlash yeah that's what i feel like too i feel like reddit really yeah because i feel like everyone's like what the fuck people like this fuck this game (laughs) like i I think it's it's just like whenever a game drops to like Near universal positive regard, like God of War. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone liked that game. That the game won a bunch of awards. People were like, "What the fuck? This this oh. game? God of War sucks." Yeah, God of War. Yeah, I want I want to play that one, but I don't have like, PS4. Well, um, Father, how do I swipe book? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor, what have you been getting into? Oh, I don't know. I've, I've I've been playing some uh, some Stardew Valley, kind of revisiting that. Oh, there's um, this Netflix show that was by the same team who did the Castlevania show. Um, oh, I think called I've heard about that. Manos. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard that's pretty good. Oh, oh, I like oh no, <laughs> it's a kung fu movie. Basically, basically, it's a '70s kung fu movie set in Mexico. Uh, I think it's pretty cool because, like, the main characters were raised by a Taoist kung fu guy. So, like, there's a lot of Taoist themes in the show, which I, I think is kind of cool because I don't see a lot of media that kind of addresses that. Um, I would say it's nothing, like, groundbreaking incredible, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's a pretty fun watch. I really had fun with Hell it. Yeah. I have been getting into... Supernatural at Connor's <laughs> behest. Really? Now? Yes, have really you been now. enjoying that? 
Um, is it just like an anime? According to him, it becomes anime around season four. Okay. But, but have you been enjoying it so far? Uh, I did not know it was a CW show. But now that makes sense because all the dialogue is super cheesy. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, uh, um, you know, you know me. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and I've like watched so much anime. But like, fucking, I wish their team was bigger. You know. I think it gets bigger later on. Okay. From what I understand. Okay, because, uh. Trevor, what do you know about Supernatural? Um, not not really a lot. I know that my younger brother was into it for a little bit. I know, I like basically what I know about it is from the whole. It was like the one part of Super Who Lock that I, <laughs> I didn't actually understand, and I, I was never like a Super Who Locker. I just remember that being a thing. Um, uh, so, so I know that they, they like fight, fight monsters curse. and stuff, and yeah, do not carry on my wayward son as a part of it. Uh, okay, so the premise for Supernatural is it's two brothers, uh, Sam and Dean, and they Winchester. Tra- <laughs> yes, and they go across. It's such the- a good last name. <laughs> they go across the country killing supernatural beings. Like, uh, they're basically the name like, of the show. Yeah, like private investigators, basically. But if they told anyone, "Oh, we kill supernatural beings," people would think they're crazy. So they have to go like under the grid and do like a bunch of illegal stuff. Yeah. So they have like false identities and are really good at lying. And their dad like trained them in like firearms and shit because he's a he was a marine and everything. He was a, a hunter too. Yeah, yeah. And they're all called hunters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound pretty anime, pretty anime esque. Uh, do you mind spoilers? Because there's something that's really anime in the first season. Sure. sure. I don't. I don't. It's not something I really plan on watching anytime okay. soon. They find this thing called is like the this legendary cult pistol. Oh, with the vampires! Yeah, and it was forged under Haley's comet after <laughs> all the people died in the Alamo, and it gained supernatural abilities. Wait, is it, it has Alamo powers? Yeah, because yes. all the dead souls from the Alamo like channeled <laughs> like spiritual energy into it. That's fun. And he and he and he crafted a uh, cult crafted twelve bullets, but <laughs> half of them were used to kill like a shitload of vampires, right? Because one bullet from this thing instantly kills something. Yeah. Like, because some things Just... can only be like sealed or banished; they can't be killed outright, like demons. But this thing could just kill it. Just kill anything. Yeah. 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 So literal, literal magic bullet. Yeah, it's like yes. a magic revolver gun. It's the best, like most anime thing ever. It's really that's fun. <laughs> and yeah, it does. That does end. They, they they go pretty crazy with some of the lore and stuff. <laughs> like in one of the episodes, they try to figure out why these planes have been crashing. They figure out that it's like this evil oh, yeah. that's possessing people, and there's like, but. I thought demons, like, they have some sort of, like, personal motive. It's, if it's a possessed spirit, it needs to have, like, a, a reason why it's doing something. 
And then Dean's like, or no, because Sam's the smart guy. He's gone to like school and everything, so he knows like a bunch of lore. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, in Japanese culture, <laughs> there's demons associated with certain disasters." And he's like, "Well, that could get us on." <laughs> they just combine like a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, it's great. Or the Wendigo episode. Oh yeah, these. So, I, <laughs> some of like the throwaway details are great. He's like Wendigos. Because they encounter, like, a Wendigo in, like, the Midwest, and they're like, I've never seen this one so far east before. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) ugh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That really good. That sounds sounds fun. I might might have to... It is kind of long, though, isn't it? It's 14 seasons, and each season is 22 episodes. Yeah, that's kind of... (laughs) Um, it's a bit much for me. I, maybe maybe all... next time I'm in like a binging period. I, well, I might... the great thing about the show is all the episodes are episodic, so I'm like pacing okay. myself, like one episode a day. You know, that's probably that's how you do it. Because yeah. see how Connor and Sydney and I do it back home is they have a drinking game, and that drinking game will kill you. Yeah. I tried to do five episodes at first, and I was like, I got... That's out. not possible, I, I feel. Um, but I have something that I want to ask you guys. Yeah, what's up? I ask away. hate names, okay? And oh. I hate the specific names of these anime, okay? Fair. Our job, well, more your job, is to rewrite these names into much better names that aren't complete shit. Okay. Okay? Sure, hit me with it. There's no game or anything for this. Just tell me what... uh, I guess we can, like, vote as sort of a friendly thing, but it doesn't really matter. Just give me what you think. Like, quick second, don't give it too much thought. Okay? Okay. Rewrite this name for me. What is the new name for Full Metal Alchemist? Um, Magic Punch Brother Series. No, Charles. Seriously, <laughs> like if you if you were to that, the show, you asked me mean? to not put any fucking thought into it, and I did. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, like, don't you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Charles. Don't bullshit me. Um, I've also never seen Full Metal Alchemist, so I, I will def- just, I will defer to Trevor. Just no, because only one of the alchemists is Full Metal. The other one's like, I don't know, a third metal. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I believe one in Full a Metal, metal is alchemist. the name of the metal that they use. Oh, really? Yes. It's been a while. That could be true. Um, perhaps. I'm trying to think of some like contrived latin alchemy term oh yeah. what is it mm. uh there's another war, name for the great work war over the philosopher's stone <laughs> okay Trevor. kind of like the, mm. give me a second okay you can take some time I'm trying don't to, take too uh, much time that's all i'm saying yeah no i i, I know that there's there's something that I got here. Um, Feel it. Oh, fuck. I'm losing it. We can move on to another one. Yeah. And you come, I'm, I'm, come I'm back just... To this. Oh, 
I mean, yeah, the the Latin for great work was magnum opus, which like kind of makes sense because it's and it's, it's one like of the vaguely things... English too. Hmm. But also, like magnum opus is if it wasn't such a common word. No, that, and if that, it didn't like already so kind perfect, of perfect because it's like the weird like English foreign word, you know. Hmm. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's opus. my. Now, this is one that's stuck in my heart. Okay? Please give this anime a new name. Okay. Bleach. Please, deliver us from this hell. I feel like Soul Society is just a good one. I feel like Soul Society is pretty succinct. What do you think, Trevor? I've never actually watched Bleach. I I don't Um... care. I just want a new name. I need a new name. No, it's wait, wait, just, just like very briefly. What's the show about? Broad strokes. It's about this. It's a, it's a battle shonen. So it's about this guy who becomes, uh, a, a shinigami or a what? What's the soul reaper? And he hunts. Yeah. And he fights a uh, hollows, but then it just he just like fights other people. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You just kind of fight some guys. Yeah. Uh, so you know how you know how Battle Shonen has like the job of the characters do. So like in One Piece, it's pirates, or like in Naruto, hmm. it's shinobi. In Bleach, it's it's soul reapers. That's and they okay. basically fight like oh, basically demons or stuff like that. And and they fight different groups, and each of them has like a different like th- like ethnic thing associated with them. So like they they fight these things that and they're like Spanish, right? Or <laughs> the Quincy that use like spirit weapons are like German and stuff. I don't. I I'm very. I, I think I I, I I'll, I'll I'll put my I put my weight behind uh, Charles's the cop idea. out. I well, see. I see how it is. Yeah, I don't know anything about this show. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I'll give you guys a a a, a, a meatball then, or what is it called? Is that what it's called? No, I don't know. Whatever. Give me a new name for Neon Genesis Evangelion. Ooh. Um, I refuse actually, to accept the answer. I, I, know, I don't know unpopular a lot opinion. about this show. Unpopular opinion. I actually, I, I really like, I really like the name. You like um, the name, even but... though I know it's like, I, I like the name, I, even though it's bullshit. Um, you have to give it a new. One. I think gun to your head. Okay. Head to your gun. Yes, basically. Charles, do you have any ideas? <sighs> Cry of the screaming angels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Trevor. Um, head to your gun. New name. Head <laughs> to your gun. <laughs> That's a good turn of phrase. Um, don't know, man. Uh, Angel Fighter Plus. <laughs> yes! I, I like Angel Fighter Plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's our last one. That's the only. That's the only way the name could be better. <laughs> that's the only one. 
That's the, the only, only name I no, I... <laughs> Popular opinion, but I think it's a good name. I think it's a fine name too. Um Okay. I, I'm betting on my marbles on this last one. Gimme Deliver us from this name of Oron High School Host Club. Give me a new name. Kiss Kiss Fall in Love. No, you can't use the name <laughs> of the song. Charles. <laughs> Is that even the name of the song? I feel like... It's just the first name. I don't know name, if that's the name believe. of the song. Fuck! Wait, it's the name of the show now. <sighs> exactly. What about you? Trevor. I can't believe the only way I could have friends in high school is by cross-dressing. <laughs> God. That's a strong one. God. Okay. I should have just done light novel titles the whole time. Okay, I'll, give that, one last that one, been... I'll give you one last one then. To, to stretch your light novel title ones. Okay, yeah, go give for it. For Hunter Hunter. Or as I like to call it, Hunter X Hunter. Because fuck that shit. Um Hunter Cross Hunter. <laughs> there's like a there's like a <laughs> Christian cross. Oh my god. Yeah. Um It's also one that I, I, I don't Just, know I, a whole I don't ton about. I, I His don't dad care. left him. Yeah. His, His dad's <laughs> the best hunter ever so he wants to become the best hunter too to find his dad this is why i chose you guys because you you guys don't know oh. these shows oh um, oh so this was intentional yes. i see oh. why are you trying to f make ch names that fit the show you idiots Oh, okay. So it's it's. Oh, oh I, I I misunderstood the exercise. Wanna... Yeah, same. Ex <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Professor Jasper. Yeah. I think I understood the assignment. Um, <laughs> can you go back and bleep. make a make a name for uh bleach then? Sure. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Soul purifying blade. Okay. Okay. Oh, soul purifying <laughs> blade's pretty good. Charles, you already locked in Soul Society. I know yeah, he has fine. a big ass sword. That's that's part of what I know about the show. Okay, that's all I care um, about. Hunter Hunter. Isn't isn't there there's there's a Neko in that one, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a Neko. There's a Neko in there's sure. a Neko in this one. Sure. Yeah. That's the title. Neko? No, no. There's a Neko in this one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's, that's the title of the show. <laughs> just like a, a notice to anyone that's watching. Yeah, just, just to make like, sure. Friendly <laughs> heads up. Um, okay. Now, we have solved our problem. I have my real question for you today. Have we solved our problem? Yes, we, we fixed these anime. We've given yeah, them good proper now. names. Finally, we after 10,000 years. We saved Bleach. We Glad. saved anime. We we fixed 
We did it. We fixed all of anime. It's good now. What? What have we? We've been watching something, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. We have. Yeah. We have, haven't we? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I I can't put my finger on it. What What have we been watching? It's kind of um... irregular. It's kind of irregular. <laughs> I seem to remember some sort of magical high school. Um, yeah. Uh, we've been watching regular at the magical high school. Huh. What What kind of show is that? Can you red pill it's me? fucking bad show. show. No, I need, <laughs> I need the premise, Charles. It's, right, it's just guy... like it's just one of those magical high school shows and Basically, it's like the it's one of those things where he's not strong, but he's clever. <laughs> what are you talking Basically. about? He's strong. What the fuck? Dude, he's oh, so no, he's well, he's not, but he's not like inherently strong. Like he he doesn't have super super strong magics, but he has smarts and he's able to read really fast, which uh, helps me self insert because that's <laughs> actually one of my magical abilities is, is being able to, <laughs> to read things really fast. Um, Yo, I'm just it's like so, so far, it's not that great. Well, yeah, it's not I, ideal. I think, Did we I, go okay. into this expecting it would be super awesome? I don't know. I mean, I actually, no, I, I went into it expecting it would be a little worse than it was because, like, really, I do, I do agree that the world, the world and the power system, are both pretty interesting to me. Well, um, tell me about this power system. For people yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, they made apps on their phones that let magic happen. Um, much this as is I from understand. your limited no- because, uh, <laughs> because I'll set this up because I've I've read all the light now I'm I read the light novels and stuff. So like, I I w- I'm interested to know what your perception of the magic system is based off of just the three episodes that we've watched so far. I just explained it. They have apps on their phones that let magic happen. Yep. It, but it's also it's like based in physics. It's reality hacking. Yeah. Um, reality. I think it's. I, so I think that part of it is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like the geopolitics are kind of cool. Um, I just sort of hate all of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like any of them. So how I um, like to think of this show is you know how you have the pyramid of needs right your maslow's hierarchy yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah. but you and people have applied that to like writing you know or like what's most important in in your writing right and this varies from person to person for mahoka is if uh, the world was like at the top and characters were at the bottom yeah yeah (laughs) like oh no the characters like and I, I don't know, I could, um, I almost feel like it sort of started out as an idea for a game or something, just because there seems to be so much thought put into the world, and put into how magic works, and put into, like, kind of how history has proceeded from a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very little thought put into, like, the characters occupying the world, <laughs> and how they would behave under these conditions, I feel like. I feel like it just feels like That's they're regular... That's what we call bad writing, Trevor. Yeah, exactly. 
No, I mean, so that's so that's the thing. Like that's what we call a good world builder, but a bad writer. And I think that's that's just like that's sort the of my take on it. Is I think that the world is yeah. fun and cool and interesting, but I don't like the character. So I guess the 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 struggle for me will be: can I overcome the fact that I have no interest in the characters just to keep on? going for some, like, nice, juicy exposition dumps. <laughs> yeah! I'm mostly here to laugh at it. Uh, well, Charles, you said you didn't like the magic system when we were watching. Oh, I'm not a big fan. I kind of, my eyes kind of glazed over. I was like, oh, what, god, what, I don't what care. What turns you off to that? What, what I don't know. Point? It just got really fucking, like, a technical and in-depth, and I was like, I, I kind like of that. don't care. It, sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't, okay. and this time I just like... So it's like a vibes thing. This, it, it, yeah, kind of. It's like, mm-hmm. this has no fucking bearing on the plot or the characters. It's basically just being like, I fucking read a couple books about hacking once, and I was like, I don't... Yes. This right. doesn't really... <laughs> I feel like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, counter-argue that, and like... I like the one scene where they like expo dumped about how the things were happening, like kind of just like with my high school understanding of physics and stuff <laughs> like that. I, I was like, I'm kind of, I kind of like half remember the sorts of things that you're talking about. So it feels like it feels like it's not somebody pulling something out of his ass. Now, do I do I know enough about physics to be able to say if that's like actually real and how the world works or not? Uh, Definitely not, but it seems at least real. Um, it seems like the writer did some sort of research, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of... I don't know. It didn't really interest me that much, if that makes But, like, just for reference, like, what what are sort, what are what sorts of magic systems do you like? Because it may just be, a like, a... Mm, um i really like right yeah i really like um like uh, i like naruto's magic system i like the wheel of times magic system Uh, this one is like super in-depth and super technical and there's always that huge like conversation between like do i want to go hard magic what what'd you say like between soft and hard magic yeah like um, I I, I'm of... a very like hard magic type of person. Like I like it when all the world rules are explained to me. So when they break one of the rules or when they can't do something, it's explained and I know why. Basically, um, yeah, I, I mean, can't... Um, personally, uh, I think it kind of. Oh. <laughs> no, you go, Trevor. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm ending okay. this dance. You. Yeah, Trevor, go ahead. So I think like um. I guess to me it depends on like kind of what magic's role in the world is. Mm-hmm. So in something like Lord of the Rings where like most of the characters don't have any sort of magical ability, like the fact that, you know, magic does happen but it's kind of left up in the air and isn't super well explained, that's not a problem for me because like it, it, it's sort of this rare thing that only a few people in the world even know how to do so it's like i kind of get that it's not being outlined in heavy detail but in something like well one of the reasons i really don't like harry potter other than the fact that it's like a children's book is just the fact that there's they don't talk at all about how magic works and magic is like such an integral part of the books also they like go to school 
Like they're supposed yeah. to be learning. Yeah, I, no, no, exactly. So like to bring it back to this show, I think like the fact that they're going to a magical high school and everybody in the show is a magic user, like in in situations like that, you know, I think it's cool that the magic sort of gets explained and goes into depth on. If you have like a book series where there's like three wizards in it total, then I'm kind of yeah. fine with like magic just being a sort of, you know, soft up in the air kind of thing. But if it's like happening really often and if like magic happening is a big part of how the narrative moves forward, I kind of I kind of want there to be some ground rules at least so I, I understand what's going on. That's fair. Did you formulate your your thought though, Charles? On what? On Oh, on hard versus soft magic. Yeah. Um I tend to lean a bit more into soft magic, but that's yeah, that, because... I think that, that would explain it, though. Yeah, like, though I, think... I can appreciate a good hard magic system. Like, okay. I know Naruto's not the hardest of magic, but it's still harder than I feel. It, I feel it strikes like a medium, though. Like Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like... like... The, the, the hardest they go is... well. You I have... feel like <laughs> the truth is in the middle. <laughs> I, because in Naruto, they're like, well, you have physical... In spiritual chakra, and then you can yeah. combine them, and that's like the hardest they go into depth on how chakra is like made or how like ninjutsu is activated. Yeah. Um. But I, uh, <laughs> but I, I definitely feel like the magic system is a core like thing in this, and seeing the the, the different ways that people utilize it is like an important aspect of it, like. I, I would also say that the main character is kind of powerful because remember when he like fucking like healed himself back from death or whatever? Uh, no, he did sort of uh. just have like a reboot. But <laughs> I also like I, I feel like at least and this this might be wrong, but I, I feel like uh, a lot of his power just comes from an inherent deeper understanding of how things work mm-hmm. than. Like, the fact that he just has, you know, he can shoot a bunch of magical energy into one specific point. I think it's more like, he, he's just he gotten really... That's what he did in the really... shot of the show, though, Trevor. Fuck off, though. I don't... That's 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 not... We haven't contextualized okay, that yet. Okay, okay, okay. I'll buy <laughs> I mean, I could, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like a lot of it is just he... He kind of knows what he's doing more, and he understands like, how magic works and sort of how physics work um, to a greater extent than most other people. It makes it hard. Okay. But that, that could that's just the impression I have at this yeah. point. It might this be wrong. This is my other point that I want to bring up. It is so hard. Like, I brought this up in a past episode, I believe, but it is so hard to in- self-insert as him. Like, it is like... Like, how can I do that? I don't think... I kind of disagree with you, because I think the point is that you're supposed to be like, wow, he's, like, smart and quiet and cool like me, but also, what if I was really powerful? Because, I don't know, I've read a lot of bad self-insert fanfic, and a lot of it's like, what if it was me, but I was a god mate? (laughs) I kind of of agree with Charles. Um, But he's, like, the super coolest guy ever that, like, learned is from a super rich family and learns, like, ninjutsu and whatever from, like, the best shinobi in in the country. And his sister's, like, this smoking hot, like, (laughs) 
fucking... I also, but I know, but I, I feel like I feel like it's one of those Marvel things mage, top of her like... class that everyone wants to like hang out with, you know? Like he's not a very expressive person. He doesn't have a lot of personality. He's kind of mysterious. Like he feels like a character that you are supposed to like self-insert onto, and I think that that's, um, I think that that's intentional. Yeah, I, I agree with Charles in like the whole power fantasy thing where it's like I feel like a power fantasy less... and a self-insert are like two different things though like you can have a power fantasy but not self-insert as the character I but I feel like most self-inserts that are not well written like the show are power fantasy hmm so you think this I I would I, I would agree that the, a lot of the shows like well how will he show them he's the coolest now you know yeah yeah no i mean i think it's like uh, at least for me a big part of the appeal of the show is like it's like playing up a problem or a mystery and then it's like explaining how he did and he like thought ahead like 10 steps before before <laughs> everyone else well and i mean that's that's um that's kind of the reason at least like because I've I've heard some buzzings on the internet about the show and criticisms and stuff, and I think that like a lot of people just think he's a big old Gary Stew. Like, yeah. yeah. What are what are your thoughts about that? Uh, um, I I don't want to spoil anything, but there are definitely flaws. Um, okay. Uh, like I don't know how to. I'm not good at saying things that without going into spoiler territory, basically. But okay, well, no, I'll, I'll take I'll take I'm, your word for and it. And I'm but. also like, you know me, like I'm super contrarian. And I like to stunt for stuff people hate, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. So take that off a grain of salt. I I would say once we get to that sort of point in the story, like it's a okay. much. I I don't know. I I don't know how to say it without <laughs> like. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, you can wait it out. Um, but, like, we, we've started on the first three episodes, though. Like, like, is this something that you're, because we just finished Symphogear, Trevor, and oh. I, I know you told me, you were like, I'm super excited to finish this show. Are you, because mm -hmm. <laughs> that series was like an experience. I think oh, no, that, that's, a, it's a roller coaster. Um, I, I like. It's mm. it's no stop. It's it's stop. <sighs> yes. Um. But um. Are do you feel like the same way? I feel like it's two different like genres of two different tones. But like, can you could you get that? Do you get the vibes? Kind of get the vibes. I I feel like I don't know. I'm I'm definitely a lot less hyped about it. But also, I I think well, I don't know because I kind of want to see where it goes after we get out of like the piddling middle school established characters very basic arc uh because it's honestly i don't give a shit about anything that's happening like don't you care with these he's characters. in the disciplinary committee but everyone hates him because he's a weed yeah that's like yeah the, the, the whole <laughs> oh the, god that shit and weed. yeah no it, it all seems like super I'm contrived sorry, and i can understand really... wait go ahead Trent. sorry that i'm usually like super fucking um Negative, but that this first arc is just not. Great. No, I I, agree. No, I, 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 I don't think you're too, being uh, negative. I, I think that's just the truth. 
I understand why, from, like, a narrative perspective, you'd want to do something like that and have, like, this is just sort of to establish, you know, the school and the characters and kind of how powers work and all of that. Uh, but also, I feel like it's really stupid. And it, 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 does, it does feel, like, super exaggerated and unrealistic. Um, I but think... I don't know. I think it's, like, once once it kind of starts picking up steam and things that actually, like have weight and consequences and matters start happening, maybe. But I, I, I don't know if I can see myself getting as invested in the same way as I was with Symphogear. Were because you also, I really I, like I, I just, I just, like, maybe it's because we're, like, talking over the computer, but, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, at least for me, right? When I watched Symphogear, that, that was, like, I was super invested, right? Because this is a series, yeah. that's a series that's been going on for, like, five seasons for, like, However many so years, right? Mm. I just n- did you did you were like how invested were you? Um, so it was like for me, yeah, and I I I'm not like super expressive, especially over uh, microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, no, I I really enjoyed it. I want I want you to know that. But um, I started watching it I think in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just ended up taking a break from anime for about a year. And I forget how we started watching it. I think I think it was after seasonals or something like that. Um, well, I believe you all but, but like after that pretty much like Symphogear. Yeah, yeah. Once I once I had gotten back into it, I, I was super I was super invested. I was super excited about it. Like it is a show. I mean, I, I don't think I was with it for I could, I think when I started watching it, it was like around the time that the third season had come out. Mm-hmm. But I only watched the first two, yeah. so I haven't been like as long term invested in it. Uh, but it was a show that, like, I you know I, I remember the two, the previous two seasons as something that I, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, and the reason and why I, I had a lot of fun with it. Like, reason why I'm sort of asking this question is because, like, do you like, and you're not like now that you've encountered something that you have gone that those like vibes with those that sort of investment with like are you and you're not are you not getting that from this at least not yet not not right now i think i want to give it a little more time and let it develop out of there but i mean the other thing too for me was that like the show at least right now seems a little more slow paced Oh yeah, where <laughs> something something yeah. crazy will happen, but then they'll kind of sit down and explain it for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in Symphogear, something crazy will happen, and then something even crazier will happen, and then it'll kind of just like keep on going mm-hmm. and keep on like getting more wilded out there without ever sitting. Like I don't know how many times they've ever sat down, and I, I think you remember I, I asked you a lot about like, wait, how does this work again? Like, what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like they might almost have the opposite problem where mm-hmm. they and it might have also just been because I kind of picked up in the middle, but I felt like some things I wasn't on super solid footing. But the other thing was it didn't it didn't matter as much. Whereas in this show, I think like the explanations are the part that is going to keep me invested in seeing how the the power system is used. That's something that I want to ask you as well, Charles. Do you feel like the oh, like over explaining mm-hmm. of things? Does uh, that check you out? Like, are you like? Yeah, especially during that magic system thing, I check the fuck out. Or just like anything in general, when they when they um, when something happens and they feel the need to explain it. 
That's the one big, big one that I noticed. If it happens again, I'll let you know. Oh, it will happen again. Okay. Like I, I just, I just want you guys to know this is like a light novel series, so it's like a each of these volumes oh. is like three hundred pages, and they fill it with like details and details and details a lot. So it's very interesting because a lot of light novels are actually like inner monologues with the character, with like the main character. Because yeah. it's written like I know, I know that they're written in like a really casual uh, style of prose. Yeah, like it's it's very easy to read. I mean, they're for like high schoolers, basically. I mean, actually, I, I got um, uh, an English translation of I think Monogatari, and I just I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. It, it was it was very strange. Um, read well, it just because it was a lot. It was a lot simpler than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> if you're worried about explanations, worry. <laughs> that's all I have to say. I'm worried. I, I I I can put up with it. Like I, I, I think really like the only time that I got super pissed because I you know I, I I do like kind of lore dumps and shit. I'm I, I'm always kind of a lore guy. The one time that I I really had a problem with it was in Fate Zero, where they had like was the it first the, the beginning when they're walking Zero. around? Yeah, yeah, the first episode yes. of Fate Zero is like an yes. hour and a half war dump, and I was like, "This is this is kind of hell." Like, I want I want the show to happen, but my friend was like, "No, you just you just got to watch it." And then, like after that, they don't spend a lot of time explaining yeah. things. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> "Okay," but that was really the only time that it super bothered me. Like, usually, I I don't mind slash I'm kind of positive towards those sorts of things. What about you, Charles? Do you like what's your feelings on lore dumps? Because I know you're sort of a lore guy. Um, I prefer it be done in a more organic way. Well, like, like a lot of time I, I know, like, like, like writing wise, yes, but like enjoyment wise, when when you're presented with a scene like that, are you like, I don't know, or not? If the lore's good, okay. Okay, okay, <laughs> I guess okay. is the best way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Or it's like I can overlook the bad writing of the lore's good, but the lore's fucking not great. It's like, oh, you did bad writing, and it's not very well written. <laughs> I I can I I feel yeah I feel like world building and lore is something that's more so than anything else very subjective. Like even more so than characters, because I can appreciate like a well written or interesting character even if I don't like them, right? Yeah. But for world, like something as simple as like an aesthetic can throw me off. Like I hate I hate fucking uh the the Fallout world for that reason. I just can't stand the aesthetic. I like for really? some reason. Like, yeah. The apocalypse or like the pseudo fifties. The pseudo fifties, man. I'm down with apocalypse. Like I just can't Damn, stand what a pussy, you know, I'm fucking with you. Like Well and I you know I, like how would how into it are you guys? Does that like throw you off? Like aesthetics uh, or just like world in general? Just like uh, I was, I was specifically talking about Fallout, but like oh, yeah. I really like Fallout setting. Yeah, I've not... just, like it's just the aesthetic for me, man. I just can't, you know. I've not really had the time to invest in it, but I mean, what I have played, I, I did it. I, I I kind of agree with you though that I'm not a huge fan of like the pseudo fifties yeah. aesthetic, but um, I don't know. I think like. What can really break it for me, um, 
at least the way I would say it, I would rather have a bland world with interesting characters than an interesting world with bland characters, which I, I kind of think is what Mahoka is. Um, <laughs> at least at, at this point, at this point in my in, in my viewing, that's kind of how I think of it. But I don't know. I I don't know if I've ever had a world like. I feel like what really pisses me off is just when worlds are uninteresting. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you're going to write fiction, I think there needs to be a pull, there needs to be a reason why it's not, like... Or, or if, if you're writing, like, fantasy or, like, you know, creative alternate world, yeah. I don't know, you know, sci-fi slash, just something that's not just set in our world, I feel like there needs to be a good reason. Fiction. Yes, yeah, exactly. speculative fiction. There needs to be a good reason why it's not set in our world yeah. because i've i've read some really interesting books that have dealt with ideas like magic and stuff like that that were fully just set in normal reality and it had to do with characters perceptions and stuff so it's like i don't know i i feel like i feel like world is kind of like a secondary concern for me um but it really only pisses me off when I, I feel like there's no reason to to have it be in like a fantasy world or I mean, do you think whatever. tolerance has something to do with it? Like, like I I I'm a lot more tolerant to a lot of the tropes and cliches and stereotypes and stuff that is in anime than I think like most pe- like than you guys, right? A little bit, I think. Oh, Charles. Charles, you are very intolerant of the shit mm-hmm. anime polls. I have to oh, say. No, I, I, no, I, feel like... I like What? I like some of it. Let's not get okay, ahead of okay, ourselves. Okay. Well, probably more tolerant than like your average person off yeah. the street. I don't know, but it's also like I don't like stories as much where I feel like the characters are just kind of uh, cookie-cutter tropes. That's actually a bit why I, I sort of stopped reading fantasy as much as i did in um like high school and middle school because i started to get the feeling that i so personally i think that like modern fantasy is at its best where it uses tropes to say something subversive or interesting Mm -hmm. about like fantasy as a genre just sort of like the ways people think about it but i felt like a lot of the books i was reading were like somebody had spent a lot of time just developing this really interesting world and these interesting magic systems and then is just sort of using like the main quest or whatever as a vehicle to go around to all of these you know different cities or whatever that that the person look at what i spent all my time on yeah so like i i feel like when what the characters are, are just like vehicles for a plot uh, that sort of pisses me off. This it's not as much like I'm. I, I feel like that's sort of what's happening here, but I'm more willing to go along with it because it's kind of different than a lot of um, the ways that yeah. like fantasy or, or sci-fi or whatever you want to call it is done. Like it feels unique enough and it feels interesting enough that I'm willing to put up with that. But I I I, I, I kind of just like burned out on a genre where I felt like that was mostly what was happening, especially with a lot of modern fantasy. Yeah, what do you? What's your take on that? Charles, about oh uh, no, I definitely about, like, agree. Modern fantasy and stuff. Um, I mean, I feel like this has been a problem since like the eighties and nineties, where you also had a lot of people being like, "Fuck, I wish I was Tolkien," and they just kind of made 
they did like some minor tweaks and changes, but it was basically just derivative and the story just kind of look at these stock characters going through the stock world. Mm-hmm. I feel like the world building problem is even worse than like RPGs because you have people being like, wow, let's make this really cool world. I'm going to spend uh, fucking 40 days world building. And it's like, hey, GM, what do we do? And it's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel I- like- the those like two sort of fan bases really intermix a lot when it comes to books, especially like fantasy writing. And I, I I think that like generic worlds can be useful. Um, I guess like no, I uh, two, two examples that come immediately. I, I so I like like uh, oh, what is it like Diane Diana Wayne Jones, um, who wrote the the Dark Lord of Durkholm. Which I think is a really fun and interesting yeah. fantasy novel that kind of plays with a lot of conceptions. Yeah, but uh, isn't the point of that world that it's like, yeah, it's derivative, but it's derivative te- for like a point? Exactly. So I like it. I like it when they do things like that, where it's like we're 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 using these established tropes, but we're not using them for what they're usually used for. We're using them for something else. When people do yeah. that, that's really cool. Um, but I feel like what what people are just like, oh, yeah, I'm writing a fantasy world, so I need dwarves. Yeah. And dwarves <laughs> live in mountains and make armor, and they have big beards, and they're they're burly. And it's like, okay, okay. I mean, uh, do you need dwarves, or is it just because you think that dwarves should be there? Like, mm. yeah. It's like the one of the things that oh god, I really like if if you got. Um, if you guys are aware of the world, the, one of the, like the most underused like theme or like aesthetic things in worlds, in my opinion, is like if you're aware of the the Ace Combat setting, where it's like a modern, oh, strange real. It's like modern, right? But all yeah. the nations are like are like not nations that exist in our real world. They're all like made up. So nations. you mean a Disco Elysium's world? Yeah, dude. That's why I like Disco Elysium. Yeah, it's like, that's a good. I I do love me some like well grounded alternate fiction that's just set in but, like, like our not world. alternate history where it's like different like our still like our countries right it's like completely different world. Like oh oh so you're saying like a, a different different world different history but like same you know same, same like, rules same, like, same, same technology like, tech time. level same physics yeah, yeah. so it's cool too yeah which like i think that opens it up and i feel i i feel like mahoka sometimes dips into uh alternate history at some points like yeah or even from the very beginning because they're like world war three broke out that's i mean it is like far future uh Um, it's not far future it's like 2040 2030 oh well i mean I don't know. We could still like invent magic and have World War Three happen in, uh, you know, twenty years. We need some solution to the oncoming climate catastrophe. So it's true. <laughs> well, all we need to do is have World War Three. Okay. All <laughs> it's right. Really cash. Let's get let's get on that, guys. <laughs> really quick. <laughs> um, just to close it out. Um, but. I'm excited to continue watching Mahoka. I hope you guys yeah. are too, and to listen to me talk a, a stunt for this show. 
I'm not excited for that part, but you know. Well, it'll be an experience. Um, but it's true. I was thinking about it just to close this off, and the year's almost at a close. And we were actually That's talking. True. I was talking about this on the before we started recording with you, Charles. Oh. The year's almost at a close. This is like the first decade that we've been like consciously alive. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have like full memories, basically, of everything that's happened in the last ten years, more or less. But what happened in two thousand ten? Twenty ten? How old? How old were you in twenty ten? It would have been like ten. Fuck! I would be like eleven. Nine or ten? Damn. Yeah, something well, like that. I'm a little baby boy. Yeah. But but no, I, I know what you're saying though, because like once it gets up to like 2012, that's when I'm like, okay, now now I pretty much remember what was going what do on. You think? Do you want to talk about like? So here's the question I will pose: What has been the most like culturally important moment in? And then we can either talk about anime or we can talk about like entertainment media. Oh, entertainment? Uh... Or, like, broad, broadly, like, things you're interested in, like, movies, TV shows, video games, stuff like that. Or we can just talk about anime, whichever you guys want. I feel like... I don't know, just just starting with anime? Okay, sure. I don't like, know. I what, like what has say... been, like, the most culturally, like, significant thing in the last ten years? I think SAO. I think Sword yeah. Art Online has been the most... Sword Art Online, or at least it might have just been because that was, no, like... Because that was, like, agree. 2012, right? Yeah. 2012 like that was sort of when i was starting to develop an awareness of things like of anime it wasn't like the first show i watched or anything but i you know i did watch it um i i <laughs> was i was really disappointed um because i had taste my friend told me to watch it and i watched it. i was like, like bro this is shit um <laughs> oh no but i don't know i feel like kill you. Because, I, I feel like sword art online um Oh shit! No, wait. When was Attack on Titan? Attack on Titan was several years later. I believe it was 2014 okay. or something. But also, I will counter. Because I feel you. like I mean, I will counter you. As because... I see it, I feel like it was a big crossover moment too. Yeah. Like the at least in my memory, one of the first like appeals to the mainstream, and one of the first appeals to the mainstream that was super successful. And I feel like there's a lot of a lot of shows. I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't know how to qualify this right now, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of crossover shows that have happened like within recent memory that have gotten really popular have always sort of had Sword Art Online vibes uh, okay. to me. But that that might just be personal. Here's what I want to raise you, okay? okay? 2011, Madoka Magica. 2012, oh, SAO. Fuck, Magica. 2013. Attack on Titan. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, is I don't the even. Most culturally significant out of like those three, like early two thousand, early twenty tens. No, actually, probably out of those three, I would say Attack on Titan definitely had the most like mainstream crossover appeal. Um. Because mm-hmm. I I don't yeah. think it was muddled by like stupid fan service that Sao had. No, I mean, like, the first season of Attack on Titan, uh, or at least, like, I can't I can't speak to, like, later parts, because I, I only really saw, like, the first, I think the first season or two when they came out, and I, I kind of, 
lost interest in it because it was too popular. Uh, <laughs> that was that was how I was back then, and yeah, no, but that that one was actually huge. Like that was like where where my friends who didn't usually watch anime, mm. you know, would watch it and say, "Oh, this was pretty good." I mean, it, it like now that I think back on it, like that that was it was massive. What do you say about that, Charles? Oh, I feel like Madoka Magica is also super fucking important. Because I feel like that kind of revitalized a lot of interest in anime as a whole for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was when I was pretty young, so I, I don't think I really had a finger on the pulse or anything. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like, at least for me, um, it's probably the first thing I saw crossover. But yeah, now that you mentioned it, Attack on Titan crossed over like more and it just sort of reached a level you know, just like fucking people would watch it, like not not people who had any interest in anime or who were like anime people. Um Yeah. I don't know if Madoka did the same thing. Like but also, once again, I, I wasn't really that conscious at that point. I, I was still a little baby Madoka's boy. Madoka's main cultural significance was, like, showing people that anime could, like, ha- talk about philosophical ideas that, mm. like, yeah. wasn't... And I more so do that in genres that haven't been done before, really been constrained by, like, tradition. Like, yeah. it, it pulled in that whole, like edgy this is a subversion it's so artistic crowd basically mm, mm. in a way that hadn't been done before because i if i remember correctly um another like another show that was like really brought in a lot of people was gurren lagan but that was like before that was like 20 that was like 2007 yeah right? 2007 and that brought in a lot of people and then uh, from what I understand, it was all like, well, all anime is the same, bro. It's just like all like moe shit trash and etchy hentai. Mm, right? People like, oh, girl, like, that, like, yeah. Like Madoka Magica was more of an appeal to like high culture. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But I, I do, I, no, I want to say, like, I don't, I, I, it's a hard thing between. Yeah, SAO, there are some big important things. I, I, well, like, SAO and Attack on Titan, too, because, like, I remember the year SAO came out, right? And because I go I, I go and go to Anime Expo every year because I live in L.A. And yeah. uh, everyone there was, like, Kirito and Asuna. Like, it was oh, no, insane. I mean, I, I remember that, too, because that was, like, I was even, like, I, I didn't start i don't remember exactly when i started going to cons but it, it must have been like even just like a year or two after it dropped yeah there are always so and many even you know, the years afterwards i i don't know like i feel even with all the baggage that sio carries with it like it just yeah. brought a lot of people into the into the medium exactly no, i, I mean agree. But I, I do think you have a point, though, Charles. Is like it's that appeal to high culture with Madoka that. Yeah, I think that Gurren Lagan and Gurren Lagan before is kind of what made people go, "Whoa, it's not just Moe shit." Yeah. And then um, it's fucking oh, 
Madoka's people like, time to take this serious. Yeah. And people anime can be cool. <laughs> Madoka taught it that it could be smart. That's, that's, <laughs> that's like a Facebook tier, like a <laughs> hard ass, like, status. Some analysis, yeah, bro. Dude. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, But did you have anything to say about, like, the media as a whole in this decade, though? Um, I feel like Game of Thrones. Oh I, man, dude! I feel like know. Game of Thrones was definitely important for TV. Uh, I feel like Netflix, just in general, was important for the meat. For- oh yeah, that's. I think if we, if we wanted to say just like biggest media in general thing to happen. Yeah. Or things definitely, like if you don't no have to question. narrow it down to one thing. Like, what were some big things that happened in this? No, no. I mean. I think like Bojack. I, I want to say Bojack was um, really good. One because it was like was that is able to be like really funny, mm-hmm. um, and also really like it, it kind of deals with you know actual emotions other than just haha. I also think it's really important because like for animation. Like when you look at Western animation, oh yeah, adult like... Western animation up until BoJack. I mean, there's 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 obviously exceptions. Like there are some shows that I think were actually kind of clever. We're trying to do interesting things, but like, you know, it's like Family Guy. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> like a lot of it wasn't very. You had a lot more Family Guys good. and a lot less Boondocks. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's there's definitely counterexamples, but I feel like I feel like Bojack might have just gotten people to take adults a little more seriously and like this is actually a way that intelligent things can be communicated and it's not just, you know, your family guys and American dads and uh the Cleveland show. Oh god, Cleveland show and South Park. Oh yeah, South Park too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also want to say on the subject of TV, I believe, uh, Breaking Bad was this de- decade too. Oh yeah, true. And that's like the, the, that's like the Did you pinnacle. finish Breaking Bad, Jasper? No. Oh. I didn't finish Breaking Bad either. I, um, I haven't either. But, yeah, like, I feel like that's like the pinnacle, right, for now that's like the standard we we hold a lot of TV drama to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it it definitely it is one of those things that just kind of like changed the ecosystem. I think. Um, and, I don't know what else happened. Um, this came out. See, I'm I'm really like, my area of expertise. So, oh, okay. You know what? I. I even though I'm not like a huge MCU person, mm-hmm. I will say, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that connected like, the Endgame, universe. Endgame is kind of like an unprecedented thing. Like no, I feel yeah. like to some extent, it's kind of our generation's version of Star Wars, where well, Star Wars had really groundbreaking like practical effects and and like actual technology. I think the technology, the groundbreaking technology of Endgame was the previous parts of the MCU, like. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of foresight movies. to plan all of that planning and like personally i think that like if you just take out the mcu 
the two Endgame movies are really shitty. Like, there's yeah. the, one of the ways that they're allowed to be as interesting and do as much as they are is that they're banking on a shit ton of context that's already been established. So they don't have to spend as much time with, like, expositions or introducing characters. They can just be like, boom, it's Captain America. You know about Captain America. You're like, like you know what he's these done. characters. We know we, we've, like, been on a journey with them. I think that there's there's definitely something to be said for that, just the fact that it's, like, um, something that's never really happened. And honestly, I can't see it happening again for a, a fairly decent amount of time. Like, I, I do think that seeing those movies in theaters is one of the uh, one one of those experiences that you can't really capture, like, you know, as they come out, seeing them in theaters. Um, Did you see Endgame in theaters? Yep. Uh... Yeah, I saw I saw both of them in theaters. I don't think I saw them like at premiere, mm-hmm. but I saw pretty soon after premiere. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Having like the emergence of this sort of shared universe sort of thing in in conjunction with like streaming services and even in video games, like this whole like payment as model or whatever it's called. I forget what it's called. Like uh, pay to play? No. Uh, like oh, service oh, live services. Yeah, live services. Live service. Like, these continuous things that you ever invested in is like, I would say, a motif of this like sort of last decade where we have like these things that we want to always like check back on in on and are following I think, the story for. I think that's like one of the effects of the internet too. Is yeah. just like it's, it's easier to correlate things and to like keep track of all of these different all this different stuff that's going on mm-hmm. no i well yeah, i agree like uh what what do you feel about about all this like interconnectivity now and all because i know that um paid services or whatever it's called I live services actually services. Would would you would you mind? I'm I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about when you say live, live services. Live services is basically modern video game companies try at making an MMO subscription model, where um, a prime example would be Destiny, right? So you you have Destiny, you have all the expansions. They continuously update uh, update the game and add new stuff, but you can't access the stuff unless you have like. A, a pass basically okay yeah 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 or all right Fortnite, I... how they have the battle passes and each season it's a new battle pass right and there's like, i know what you're talking about now i've just i've just never used the, i've never heard that term yeah used. so charles um yeah what like do you think this is ultimately like a good thing for us like as consumers? Uh, like like no. as a whole right like not just no i feel it's being used as a way to basically no it's not let me do the big thing okay. i need to get my idea somewhere basically <laughs> i got an idea for it. well what yeah you, no you go, go for i could i could take it first i mean i guess like my my view on just about every sort of technology uh is that it's you know inherently value neutral mm-hmm. like i i think that there's ways that this sort of interconnectivity can be used to create really interesting and compelling stories. Um, but I also like stuff like the live pass and things like, 
I, I could also see it, you know, being used negatively. I, I think it's just, I, I think like this new sort of interconnectivity is just sort of a product of, you know, being brought up with the internet and having the internet as a tool at our disposal that, you know, previous generations didn't really have. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this is just like one of the ways that the internet is affecting art. And I, I think it's like, I don't think that I could say it's it's a net positive or a net negative. Like, I think it's being used for a lot of really cool things. Uh, and it's also being used for a lot of really not cool things. It's kind of a cop-out answer, but... No, I, 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 I think definitely it... agree. I definitely... Well, what do you think, Charles? Have you done the big things? Uh, yeah, from what I understand, from what I know about um, live services, a lot of the time is that they are made to basically sell a unfinished game at a kind of shitty state, but like, oh, we'll fix it later. Oh, you're not just playing for one game, you're paying for a whole service, so you just have to keep on paying, basically. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know, I do not look favorably upon it. But, like, is that sort of stance of continued support for things ultimately a good thing in, in your in your mind? Or should we, because <sighs> if, I, if I remember last decade, um, it was all about like we've released the game, it's done, we move on to the next project, right? Like yeah, or, I or even that. with television shows, right? Like I I saw so many freaking pilots that got canceled, you know. But I feel like companies now are more willing to take their chances with new products. I mean, I don't know. I feel like in some cases they are, but in a lot of cases you see like. Okay, be like, oh, we'll release. Oh, we'll always support Destiny, and then they're not going to keep on supporting Destiny. What are you talking about? They still support Destiny. The yeah, but you notice how that road. Out. You notice how that roadmap kind of disappeared, real quick. Uh, I feel. I feel like no, I don't. Mm -hmm. I do not think they're going to keep on supporting Destiny. I feel like most of the time, those. Uh, these live services are just another way for the big games industry to kind of take more money from consumers. But what if it they're not a big games industry? Bungie isn't a big game company. They're not a corporation. They're their own company. Yeah, but they're working under Microsoft. Who is No, they're not. Bungie's indie. You know, Jasper, it, in the best I'm just, possible uh, I'm, world... I'm giving you a hard time. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you no, mean. In I'm the just, best I'm just possible your world... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, in the best possible world, it would be nice, but I do not think that this is to our advantage as consumers. Mm -hmm. But what about... Are we talking about that? I was, I was just talking about, like, general themes of uh, interconnectivity in general. I don't really play enough... Uh, video games like that to actually have an opinion. Well, no, I was I, I was also talking about like other mediums, not just video games. Like uh, ma mainly about like streaming and stuff because I feel like Netflix is a lot like a lot more willing to give money to new shows. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, because I feel like something like BoJack, it because I, I think it take it took a while to develop. Uh, and it's also just, like, kind of radical. You know, it sort of just kind of pushed the ways that adult animation was thought of. And yeah. I think that, like, that, you know, just having, like, uh, being able to sort of um, take chances on things because you know that, like, 
when you have enough people using your service. Like, I think, see, that's like the difference between streaming and cable is that you don't necessarily need mass appeal for something to be successful on streaming. Like, if it's something that's like super niche that only appeals to, you know, a, a handful of people, like, it doesn't, like, if, if you had a TV show that was super niche and only appealed to a handful of people, then, like, putting it on your television slot or, like, finding a time to air it, you could just be losing money because nobody would watch it. Whereas, like, I feel like with streaming sites, even if it's super niche, you could just put it on and people will watch it whenever if they're interested in it. So I, I feel like, in, in a yeah. sense, it is sort of... Um, to, to a degree, like, uh, of course... Netflix and other streaming services make decisions based on things that will get popular because if something gets popular and it's on Netflix, then probably a couple more people will buy Netflix. But I, I feel like it's it's less necessarily about making something that'll kind of appeal to everyone. And I, I think oh, I that's kind of a good thing. Well, that's fair. I don't know. I just... I have reservations, but I also hope for the best, if that makes sense. I also feel like you're more skeptical. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, I don't know. It's hard to analyze like how skeptical or how optimistic you are, but I feel like I definitely lean towards the optimistic side of things, at least as far as like new technology and implementation is concerned, but I... I, I I do I I do think your concerns are valid. I I think there's more than enough, more than enough examples that show us that like people are more willing to just take the easy path out of things than to make yeah. something that's nice and good. Like you know the fact that we live in a, a market based system, uh, and stuff like not not to not for my political meanings <laughs> to filter in too much, but uh, <laughs> I, I I do feel like like what I said where you know. Most technology or all, all technology is value neutral. It depends on who's using it. Yeah. Like, I, I do legitimately believe that the people who are using these technologies are more concerned with making money than making good art. Yes, uh, just I also like agree. overall. Well, yeah, there's a reason we call but it I, entertainment I also, but media I, I also, and not a value media or whatever. You know. Uh, but but I do feel like good art is being made along the way, and it no, does yeah. happen. And I, I do think that that things like Netflix. And just like the fact that now it's less concerned with mass appeal and more concerned. I mean, it is still concerned with mass appeal, but it allows things to kind of be tuned a little more. Uh, and it also allows for, I think, like a greater risk margin and stuff. Um, I think that that's, that's kind of a good thing, uh, just sort of in general. But again, it's hard to say. Because uh, these are relatively young technologies, too. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're really only starting to see the beginning of how they're going to work. Like, you know, maybe maybe there are unforeseen ruts that Netflix will fall into, just like cable TV did at, at some point. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you have any closing comments, Charles? Nope. You're boring. You bore me. Sock my deck. Thank you. Um, I'm. That's the end. Of what we have for this week so um this has been me the the king of nerddom oh god 
<laughs> Geeky Gamer. Geeky Gamer. Six six seven. Geeky Gamer six six six. Uh, with the colon three cat face. Signing off.